What's up and welcome everybody to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. I am, of course, Corey DLG, and with me as always, little brother Nico. That's me. All right, man. How we doing? We're doing well, I hope. <laughs> I pray. Okay. All right. You're not sure how you're doing. I like the embrace of the chaos. It's just one of the many things. <laughs> Uh, it's an exciting Friday as we kick off yet another weekend in this beautiful, beautiful year of 2023. Um, the Astros have come back and made it 2-2. Uh, as of recording, they're up 10-3 with an inning to go. And I've got the Saints game on. Uh, the Saints have come back to tie it up 24-all. Four minutes to play in Jacksonville is cruising downfield, though. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting day. It's a good day. There's a lot of stuff happening. How have you been, man? Anything exciting going on with you? Uh, not really, but just commenting on that, man, what a world we live in that the, the Jacksonville is better than the Saints. It's such an interesting, so watching the game, the NFL and Amazon Prime have really gone out of the way to kind of paint the picture that Jacksonville is a good team. They've uh, won 10 of their last 13. They've won three in a row. Uh, they're coming into the game four and two, while the Saints are three and three. Uh, it's still early in the season, but there's not really a big difference between four and two and three and three in terms of how the NFL rankings matter at the end of the year. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally the difference of a game. Yeah, and, and so they have gone out of their way to paint the New Orleans Saints as a team struggling, which is accurate, and then the, to paint the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team that has mostly figured it out. Although coming into this week, Trevor Lawrence has, has had a, a banged up knee and is playing for the first time in his career wearing a knee brace. Um, and so they're talking about like, oh, coming into the game, they were talking like, oh, how will he get used to this? How, how will movement be like for him? Blah, blah, blah. But they've been in control and he scrambled pretty well. Three or four rushes for about 30 yards. Um, he hasn't been bothered by it. Uh, so there's not really an excuse for it. The Saints have just been... So the Texans beat the Saints last weekend, and honestly, the Saints have just been a little, just off slightly. Uh, look, it's, it's it's Derek Carr in a new offense, playing with new guys, and the receivers in the offense. The rest of it is kind of plug and play. They've been together for a little while, but he's the new guy in all of this, and it's a matter of uh, quarterback getting used to a new system and a new system getting used to a new quarterback. Uh, you know, both of those both of those things matter. Um, but overall, I just, I don't think there's much difference between these two. I think these are two teams that aren't great, but are okay to good. And at the end of the year, I don't know where we'll, I don't think we'll see either one of these teams necessarily in the playoffs. You don't know that Jacksonville made it last year? What's that? Didn't Jacksonville make it last year? They... Round one and then immediately lost. (laughs) Uh, they might have got well, so they I snuck forgot. in because they beat they beat the like the Chargers after they threw the biggest lead in the years. Yeah, that's what it was. I've started to I, I kind of forgot now that they've done the three uh, wild guards. Now I forget about that. Oh, yeah. David Carr holding the hamstring. It's not good. It never not is. Good. It never is. Um. Yeah, I just I, I kind of forgot that they do the three wild card teams now. So that does mean probably more than likely another another they probably did get in. Um, 
San Diego has been that gambling team for a while, though. Uh, so saying that San Diego gambled and didn't make it and Jacksonville got in because of it, not a surprise. <laughs> not a surprise at all. Yeah. Yeah, immediately after throwing the ball, he immediately is holding that hamstring, goes to the sideline and starts motioning for the trainers to come over. Oh, Lord. Real, yeah. Real-time real quarterback injuries. You love to hear it. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, so lots going on. This is of course Nerd Thug Radio. We are of course kicking off the weekend. Um, we were before we were going to record an episode after the Terror Fest weekend two weeks ago, but we kind of we, we weren't feeling great uh, when we came to record. So big shout out to the Terror Fest guys. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was a great little local convention. Oh, don't oh, oh, yeah. It was a great local convention. Um, right here in Conroe at the uh, at the Lone Star Brewery, and it was a great it's a great location, great place to have kind of those smaller events like that. But it was really fun. I really enjoyed myself. What did you think about Terrafest? It was pretty cool. It was a it was a neat neat little thing. A lot of people selling stuff. Very very spooky themed, obviously. It's it's yeah, something I thought, that uh, I was surprised to see for sure. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I was surprised to see. I didn't. I had never seen someone do the candles and the beer cans before. Oh, that was a really cool booth. So that was neat. That was a cool one. And then I think there was one other one that I really dug. Oh, I think this is a billion dollar business idea. I think if you're in Shark Tank and someone walked in with this, you would immediately want in on it. Um, there's nothing proprietary to it, so maybe that's the one hiccup. But the right person would could instantly grow like just. Hand over fist can grow this business just nonstop. Uh, the bartender catering thing. Remember where they made the they yeah? Made the it's like they make a menu. Yeah, they made their own little creative menu, themed it to the Terror Fest. Now they couldn't serve liquor because Terror Fest has its own bar, um, and it has its own liquor licensing and things of that nature. So. They couldn't do liquor, but they did these non-alcoholic drinks, but it was to kind of showcase the business, really. But the idea is they bring their little booth, they set up at a, a little bartender stand, they set up at your little events, and they theme drinks towards your event. And honestly, I, I think it's a billion-dollar idea. The world has an almost endless supply of cute little 18- to 22-year-olds that you can hire to be bartenders, Uh your booker just has to stay organized, but you could, you could, you could be running 30 to 50 bartenders a week easily in a city like Houston. If you, if you networked it and grew it correctly. So to me, I was kind of blown. I think that's, that is just absolutely a, I think it's like a billion dollar idea. I think the sky is just the limit. The limit is just how much work you're willing to do to grow that business. I don't know, but what do you think about that? I mean, you're probably right because it's like because it's really easy to just be like, all right, I need you know two, three bartenders if the event's big, or just one if it's something smaller, local. Yeah, if it's a wedding, if it's a wedding shower or like a, a, a. baby shower or an announcement thing or whatever. Yeah, and it's you not even like you have to think very hard, like, because once you come up with the initial, like, themed recipes, like, you only have to update them like, passing over every year. Well, and really, you you just, you, 
you're just flipping through Instagram, and every time somebody does something that kind of fits one of your themes or gives you an idea for one, you just add it into those into the yeah into the rotation, and then like for, yeah for those type of events, right? And then just have like three to five per event. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly. 30 seconds, within 30 seconds of talking to the woman, I was like, this is a billion dollar idea. You do three drinks, three themed drinks for each event, and it doesn't even matter what it is. Company events, I mean, all of it. Like, it's just, it's just too smart. And in, and in the, and in the Uber Lyft era, like, where there's no reason people drive drunk anymore, like, you could really just clean up with a business like this. Yeah, because, of course, Alcohol is very profitable. <laughs> yeah, the profit on alcohol is crazy. It's like the last kind of gold mine. Like we've really kind of moved away from it being okay for restaurants to be like that profitable. Like, okay, time for restaurants to pay their workers, et cetera, et cetera. Like you could pay your bartender, like, okay, we're not gonna do tip. You know, they're gonna pay the company a thousand dollars for three hours, blah, blah, blah. And we supply all the booze or whatever. You could pay your bartender. 150 bucks for that for that weekend or for that night and they you know they're making 50 bucks an hour and no one's complaining about that right so overall i just overall i think it's a i think it's just a great business model Uh, to me this is one of those things that they have to they have to make into a business like it has to succeed it's just so easy because it's so, and it's like, it's creative. It's, it's, it fills a really specific niche. Yeah. Ooh, Jacksonville just score, scored a brutal touchdown from like 45 yards out. Ugh, this game's over. On, uh, the Saints have three minutes to respond. This is a short pat. This is a, he, they dump it about five yards downfield, and Christian Kirk just turns it upfield and, Support tackling, but also, like, guys running, like, Saints defenders wind up taking out other Saints defenders chasing the play. Like, it's not – it's just poor on the field, too. Tragedy. <laughs> it just wasn't – it's not well done. Anyway, 30 minutes left for the Saints to respond. Uh, yeah, this play is nuts. Like, uh, there's going to be some highlights of this play for sure all week. And, Chris, uh, like, this is uh, what you talk about when you say playmakers making making plays. This is what you talk about with, with just – there's a guy tra- trailing him on the play, and he just turns on the Jets and winds up going 46 yards faster than anyone else can get to him. And that's it. That's the that's the, that's the ball game. The, it, it, it gives them the lead with three minutes to go. Gives them um, the lead with three minutes to go, and it takes all of the wind out of your sails. That's the more important like, thing, the mental damage. When it's a one-play score like that, it definitely hurts. It, like, you kind of just go like – like really? Like what did we just do? Yeah, right to the flash right to the sideline of the Saints where you can just see guys just kinda cold. All of this all the all of the heart and soul drain out of their face. Yeah, I like call it cold blinking. Like when you when they're just when they've got to look at like what just happened? What did we just do? <laughs> so yeah. Um we definitely want to thank the guys from TerraFest for having us out. We hope to come out next year and kinda have some more fun if they're gonna do it again. Um some different announcements that came up. I guess we can kind of comment on this at this point. Uh, BMAC and Space Cadets. Space Cadets was one of our first sponsors. 
Uh, he recently made the announcement, though, that Space Cadets Gaming Gaming will be closing their doors basically by the end of this month, is my understanding, of the timeline. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, just wanted to thank him for the good times and wish him well. And, I, you know, you hate to hear it because I definitely think that, that uh, this is a great time in our hobby. But, uh, you know, it kind of happens on all sides, right? Like, it starts to get expensive to order. He's got a lot of payroll. He pays a lot in rent. And um, just just kind of all hit him at once. And he's, he said that he wasn't going to keep kind of doing this. Yeah, it's it's tough to hear. That, that store has been a, a pillar of the community for a long time. A lot of a lot of a lot of gamers there, a lot of a lot of great games played, so you know, and it's listen, it's a hobby, but it's also the world. Everything moves on. A lot of those games are just gonna move over to other stores and all that. But but it is you know, we got a lot of love for B Mac, so sorry to hear that. Um there's a lot going on, but I kind of wanted to tell some fun. Uh, I've been on a, like a little bit of a hot streak here lately in the cards. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so as far as uh, oh, Derek Carr's yelling. I, I, I really like Derek Carr. He is getting on to folk a lot right now. So they just they hit the two-minute warning. They were all lined up for a play, and they weren't able to get the playoff before the two-minute warning. And as he's coming off the line, he's just he's calling people back. He's calling people out. And I and I, I like it. I think that there's a bit of a culture in probably New Orleans where they're where they're like, Yeah, we'll figure it out. And he's like, nah, we need to know. So I kinda I, like I, kinda I don't like know, unless you're attitude. unless you're the unless you're the, the budget guy. That guy is a wizard. The salary cap guy. Salary cap guy of the of the of the Saints is a is a mathematician. He bends math to his will. He's a he's a small time reality warper, as I like to call them. He's the he is the accountant with the Infinity Stone. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had a lot of luck opening cards here lately. So we do the breaks at the store, right? You know, I'm the I'm the assistant general manager over at the Adventure Begins. So we do the breaks. Uh, we were trying to find something kind of fun to do for for a Friday the thirteenth in the month of October. Um. We decided to do a pop culture Stranger Things break. So there's some Stranger Things boxes we, we've got. And then we did a bunch of just the different Marvel upper deck movie TV stuff. Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Shang-Chi, Eternal, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so anybody who buys in was basically going to wind up with a ton of packs. Uh, we didn't quite sell out the break. So we had a, enough spots sold, though, to go through with it. And so we basically just doubled the quantity. So there's already going to be a lot of packs, probably like nine or ten. And now basically each person who bought in was going to get like almost 20 packs. It's a pretty um, good deal. <laughs> hey, listen, it's it. You don't you don't purposely run a business where you, where you don't make a lot of money, but. But on the thing, the thing about doing the breaks is you want to stay consistent. You want to stay on schedule. So even if it doesn't sell out, you still want to try your best to do the breaks on time. Because there's just kind of that's just part of the culture. Uh, so you know it, the opportunity came up. So let's do the break. Um, I got a couple, uh, 
uh, the guy who did it, uh, great kid Diego, he, he, he said, I basically got all of the autos from that got pulled in all this opening. So that was kind of an interesting thing that happened. But of particular note, I got a dual auto from Stranger Things. And Stranger Things is Stranger Things season four box set. Okay. So it's cards from season four. So one of the things I got was this dual auto of Eddie and Dustin. Eddie. Uh, everybody loves Eddie. Eddie was like the hero of season four. Um, it's the, over a year old at this point. So I'll the say classic, it. the classic stranger things move, introducing a fan favorite character and then immediately killing them. Right. So shout out and long live, but he developed kind of this buddy ship with Dustin Dustin really is like every character's best friend a lot of times in the show for like just kind of the lovable nature of Dustin. Um, and so he buddied up with them and then yeah, um, so I had the two cards and or I had the two signatures on one card, I should say. And so I don't. I haven't really looked at the Stranger Things set, like what things are going for. I haven't, uh, like covering all the marketing stuff. I haven't looked at like entertainment cards. So I go ahead and uh, ask one of the guys to comp pricing on entertainment cards. It's numbered twenty-eight out of hundred, dual auto, uh, Dustin and Eddie, and they're and they're great looking signatures too. So I'm just looking at it, and I'm just not sure. Like I'm not. I'm not thinking anything about it. Because I've done, I've been in a lot of these breaks. I've gotten some neat cards, but not a ton of value. And I just go ahead and usually I just dump them to the store. Well, he comes back and he goes, "Yeah, online raw. These are going for anywhere from five hundred to six fifty right now." <laughs> and I said, "I said, I said what?" And he goes, "Yeah, anywhere from five hundred to six fifty right now on these raw ones." And um, I said, "I said." Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that basically made my mind for me that I was going to, okay, I'm going to sell this card. Like, I'm not going to keep it. But, like, <laughs> this, that's the, that's the one thing about collectibles that, like, if you don't really love something, you got to have an iron will to hold something like that. Cause it's like ridiculous amounts of money. Like, I think about that with, like, I got, like, random stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've had this for a while. As I look it up, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is a billion dollars. You're like, do I like it that much? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, right? Like, because the smart thing to do, really, honestly, is to grade it. Um, I hope it comes back, uh, there's a, it's printed, it's printed black, so like you can immediately see any sort of damage to the card, and you can see some very slight white on the cornering, so it's not coming back a ten, right? So you hope it comes back like an eight with like authentic or ten autos, depending on if you grade the autos or just authenticate them. Uh, I probably would just authenticate the autos. Like I don't want to get into the mess of them banging me on the autos and the card, right? Like they come back sixes on both or something, and it's like, oh, this was great. Um, this was really worth it. I'm really glad we're here. So I said, man, like, what am I going to, what should I do here? But then I remembered I work for the biggest nerd in, in the industry. And my boss already has a stranger things, triple auto that he's got sitting in the office that he's, that he's been showing off since he pulled it. 
and I went, uh, okay, let me let me ask the boss man what he wants to do. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about selling this. I want to get about four twenty five for it. What do you think? And he goes, I'd give you four fifty for it. I said, deal. <laughs> that easy. That easy. Um. So, but that's not the only piece of this hot streak. I also in this thing also pulled uh, a signature. Um. Oh man, the Saints just lost. I, I told you, I, I am, I am a predictor of very obvious. But things. they are, but they, but they should have. So they're five yards out, and they had four shots to throw touchdowns here, and they just. It, I, it, it's the mental damage. It was too great, Corey. I well, actually, I think it's, I think it's the hurt car, and just they're just something about this team mentally. They're just not ready for it. They on third down, the tight end dropped a wide open touchdown. The mental damage. What can I say? Um, and Olave is just going to have a long week, you know, just over and over and over again, just getting beat on different plays and different stuff, giving up on a play earlier too, where David Derek Carr literally came off the field yelling, what are you doing at him? Um, that's a good feeling. I, I, it's going to be a rough week for him. <laughs> uh, Poor guy. Him and his tight end who I don't understand how you draw. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, by himself, tons of green in front of him. All he's got to do is come down with this ball, and he doesn't do it. Uh, yeah, now he's got his head down, knowing he dropped the game-tying touchdown on third down. Yeah, keep your head down. Buddy. Oh, man. What was what was the game recently where they, they like, it was, like, the most, the, oh, it was the, it was the Dallas game where they lost, like, 500 to 20. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, 10 or whatever. Yeah, it was bad. Um. So anyway, I, I pulled a, a Russian guard, Dimitri, who the actor played one of the man of many faces in a different in one of the Game of Thrones up seasons. That one's comping for ninety bucks. I pulled Emily Van Camp, who plays Sharon Carter uh, from the Falcon Winter Soldier. That one's comping for like seventy bucks. So like, there's just a lot of like right now the entertainment market is hot on signatures. Uh. Because they're cool. I, it's the reason why I love white shorts. It's the same thing, but for uber nerds like me. Well, I I was a little surprised at how hot the market was on stuff like like on stuff like this, where like that the that the signature cards were worth so much. It's because it, cool. it's cool. It is cool, but it's one of the reasons I was so hot on the Eternals. Um. The cast is is very star studded, and I remember saying to myself, like, if you hit any of these, like, that's a cool thing because there's two guys from Game of Thrones, two of the Stark brothers, um, Angelina Jolie, uh, Selma Hayek. There's just a ton of like good actors in the Eternals cast. Where I was like, if you got an auto card from any of this, like, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, that's just it's just cool. Like, I think that's something that's really interesting, and it's definitely one of the cooler parts of like. Why Schwartz, one of the other games that does like signature cards, is like even if you're not a fan of like the role, if you're a fan of the person who plays them, like it's also like cross, like cross sectioning that like likability, right? Or like people oh, who would for want sure. it. Like how many, how many, how many different cards are they really going to have? Right. So like that's a cool part about like nerd stuff like you yeah, get trying to neat something that like is kind of unique so i am intrigued by that 
But that didn't stop my hot streak. That's not where the hot streak ends. Ooh, there's more. But wait. Um, so then today, uh, we got in a new set of, uh, it's called Marvel Anime. And I, I was curious what it looked like, but I was, I was like, oh, let's do this. So I went ahead and bought two, uh, two packs, just two packs. I just want to see what it looks like and see what's interesting in it. And I got one of the acetates. They're doing a cool thing on the Marvel acetates where they, they stack. So on this card, there's three figures, but there's a few other characters in the set. So there are three acetates that stack together to make like a, a defender set, basically. That's kind of cool. And so I got one of those. And then the other one I got uh, is uh, the booklet from their exclusive artist for their uh, for their for the for the set. The booklets there's only twelve different ones, all of them numbered to twenty five, and it's basically like the case hit. Wow. Out of two packs, you got the box hit, the case hit. Easy. Yeah, and uh, they're, uh, it's redemption. And it's a redemption. So it's going to take 12 to 16 weeks to get it mailed in. Wow. I love the timetable of a ridiculous... That's literally like four months. That's, it's a third of the year you're waiting on this one thing. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to wind up being accurate or not, but for the time being, that's what it says. But yeah, I got the uh, I got the I got a redemption, and it's it's pretty spiffy. It's a it's uh it's gonna be a four character booklet, and they listed the twelve different things. They're all different teams. It's like X Men, X Force, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Dark Avengers, uh, Thunderbolts, Brotherhood of Mutants. Um, there were a couple other ones. So like, it's kind of it's pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited to actually. Did you do you know which one you got or is it random? No, it's uh as far as I know right now it's still random. Ooh, fancy. Which one which one do you want the most? Well, that was the other thing. I didn't see any actual pictures of them on the box. They use an example of the X-Men one. If they're all going to be in this style where it's just four X-Men on a like one per card. So the booklet is four cards and it's just four different X-Men characters kind of all together in like a like the background kind of flows them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's going to be the case, I, I honestly would be cool with any of them. I don't. I, it doesn't. It wouldn't matter to me too much. It's, All right. It's well, which cool team universe. would you want the most out of the ones that were listed? If it, if it were X Men or X Force, I would probably I would probably be most excited. But in this anime art style, like it, it, I bet it would be cool to see any of these different sets. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Marvel just has so some of the better character designs. You can just kind of honestly pick whatever one you wanted. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty enthusiastic about Marvel's character work a lot of times. But this set is really cool looking. It's from Upper Deck, but they kind of they go all out on this one. I think the card gods are smiling down on me because after doing a bunch of boxes of the Marvel Annual over the first six months. I, we were down to our last box, and somebody came in one day and went on a last box here where they were just like, okay, let me get the last boxes of all this different stuff. And they just got a ton of different, like, hits off of it, um, including out of um, 
out of out of the Marvel annuals, it was the last box, and they got the the signed art card. So there it's like you one go. The, it's one of the covers, and then it's it's signed by the artist who made it. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Says the man's been pulling these boxes the entire day. Yeah. So I feel like this is the card guys baked it up to me a little bit because I had been I had been going out of my way trying to get. You know what they say about gambling? Every gambler quits while they while they hit their big win, right? Well, I can't. I'm not going to quit on something. It's it's fun to get them. There will be other hits. There will be other case hits and box hits. It'll happen. I was really kind of looking for sketch cards on the on the Marvel Annual set, and never came across a single one. And then when I heard he got the auto, I was like, Bleh. "There wasn't even a sketch card." <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even it wasn't possible. even there. It wasn't even there. Um, that's all right though. You'll survive. It's fine. They made it up to you, and you're triple hit over like two days. Yeah, and then on top of all that, just just some of the fun stuff that I've like. Honestly, I I, I have decent luck getting in there. I don't have your luck by any stretch, but I My do get luck. a fair. My luck is terrible. Dude, you always wind up with like the best cards. Yeah, because I spend so much money. I'm a man of I'm gonna hit you with the most amount of money possible so I can guarantee my hits. <laughs> it's not. It's not really. It's not really shooting things when you blow it up. <laughs> I guess so. Just reminds me of shooting Womp Rats back on Tantine or whatever he says. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more of a volume guy. I'm like, all right, I want this thing. I'm gonna throw everything I have at it until I get it. See, now you sound like me with my approach to picking up girls. <sighs> Sometimes we are more closely related than I realize. <laughs> Did you just get disgusted with yourself? A little bit. <laughs> That makes me feel good. I feel good about that. <laughs> uh, oh, Nico, you know what we got to be doing next week? What? Uh, the Critical Role guys are going to be doing a live stream of a Mighty Nine reunion. On uh, they're going to be in the, on the theater screens, like in a movie theater. Yeah, man, they've you're done such a this nerd. before. Like, I think the last year they did it one time. So you're going to drag me to the Critical Role thing even though I don't like Critical Role? <laughs> Dude, yes. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. You know you want to see him at a movie. I like the show. I don't I don't like watching people play D&D. I want to play D&D. <laughs> well, we are going to be doing that in a couple of weeks. You want to start? You want to start talking to people why? Yes, we are doing our big annual, of course, Extra Life Gaming. That's right, Extra Life, baby. Now, we've done this every year for, I don't know, eight years, seven years, something like that. Um, This time around, we're doing a modified Extra Life. Um, We have combined our powers with the Adventure Begins, obviously, because um, they're paying the bills these days, and... And as a human being, I appreciate that. But also, they've got a lot of resources and stuff. So we reached out to... Uh, I, I went ahead and said, this year I'll head up the uh, Extra Life process. 
and we reached out to the vendors. We got a ton of great prizing. I mean, it's I've got in my office right now a ton of stuff that's all to be given away to people who donate money to the Extra Life uh, live stream, November 4th and 5th. Um, and we are going to be the back leg of that. Uh, we're going to do it like a like a relay team. And they're going to pass the baton to us at about 4 a.m. And we're going to carry it through till, I think, 11, whatever it is. It'll be like eight hours, seven or eight hours of D&D. Um, I have been building a very fun one-shot. And I've created four incredibly fun characters for everybody to play. And so Nico and Zach Attack and Donnie Utah and a friend of the show, but rookie to Dungeons and Dragons and Extra Life, uh, Lady McCollum, are going to be joining us, joining the live stream and participating in a D&D campaign. It's gonna be so sick. I'm gonna have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got. I, I had a lot of fun designing these characters, um, and I've been building what I think is gonna be a fun little world and a fun little setting for you guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope we have a good time. But we we normally do anytime we get together anyway. So uh, I'm excited about this. It's gonna be a fun thing. But uh. I definitely miss D&D just as much as I miss doing Extra Life. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. It's going to be sick. I He's... love Dungeons & Dragons. It's so much fun. It really is. And uh, I've I built some fun stuff. It's too early. It's too far out to say. But I've built some fun stuff into the game. And so it's going to be a good time for everybody. That's going to be November 4th. It's very quickly creeping up on us. Yeah, much like the end of the year. Can you imagine this year's already almost over? I feel like I blinked. Yeah, 2023 was definitely uh, a weird, busy, big year for us, I feel like. So it is odd that it's almost over. Uh, but, but that's okay. That's fun. It's a good time. Hey, that means you're gonna you're getting ready to do the takeover of the store again, I guess. Yep, for the fifth time fourth time i think so but this time you'll be by yourself how dare you leave me behind Corey? well i'm gonna go to the company party this time man i've gone insider bro he's gone insider he's he's done he's done it he's done it boys i'm one of them one of them one, one of, of them. them um but yeah so I definitely am excited to get this uh, to get the rest of this stuff going. We've been planning a lot of. It, it's weird to be on this side. Of the, the store is very organized. They they definitely don't throw stuff together. So like it's weird to kind of. We're not great planners. It's probably not our strong suit individually. You and I. It's not. It's not high on the list. And I don't mind planning. But like, there's so many things coming up for uh, for the store for us that like we're kind of drowning in it. Like, there's just so many events that I'm almost just ready just to get going. Like, all right, we we have planned too many events. We're gonna have to start crossing these off the list so that there's less events. Well, put it this way: 
uh, the owner wants to sell as much stuff as possible, right? Well, yeah, so, that's like, a given. So he's just like thing after thing after thing. He's like, "Is this ready? Are we ready for this? Are we ready for that? How about this? You've got this set up." And I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, we do. We're we're good. We got this. We got this. We're going. We're gaming." And so, yeah, and for that one, he's really kind of just backed off. Although he did reach out to a lot of the vendors for me. Extra life, baby. It's always a good time. Dude, and some of these things that have been sent, like, so one of our vendors is TriStar. We buy a lot of, like, sport memorabilia from them. So they sent us an Owen Daniels, uh, signed Owen Daniels picture. Um, One of the other sports vendors sent us a couple framed Astros things. Well, one framed Astros thing, but then also one pretty cool piece of memorabilia that has dirt from every active ballpark uh, for Major League Baseball across the country. That's like really, really specific, but kind of cool. So it's, it's a big picture of the United States, like a map with like cool baseball stuff on it. And then all along the border are these little circles of dirt from all of the different ballparks. That's kind of cool. It is, dude. It's one of those things that like you have hanging in your house and someone goes, what's that? And you're like, oh man, I can't wait to tell you. Yeah, it's a conversation piece, right? Like you're, you want people to ask about it. That is neat. Oh, that is cool. And then we got a ton of, uh, of different games that have been sent to us. A ton of, uh, and we've, we've got almost $250 worth of Warhammer gaming material sent to us. Man, I love me some Warhammer. And we're going to have some Dungeons and Dragons packages and bundles as well. Like, we have a ton of stuff to, uh, to give away, and we cannot be more excited about it. Um, so Extra Life is going to be huge. And uh, right now, if you're listening and you go, well, how do I tell me, how can I give you money? How can I get the opportunity to win some of this prizing? We've already had some customers in store who were like, can I just write you a check and donate however much it's going to cost for me to have that? And I'm like, no, nah, you got to enter to win it. Um, go to extra-life.org and search the words, the adventure begins, three words. And you'll see the Adventure Stadium, the Adventure Begins co-team. And you make your donations there. And make sure however you set up your name or however you want the donation to show. It's something that when we say it online, you and us will both know that it's you. So that we can reach out to you and get you taken care of. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is we've done this for multiple years. And for those who don't quite understand what we're saying, what it is. Uh, it happens every year on the hour change. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be literally gaming for 25 hours. The whole team is going to tag it together. Um, but for 25 hours, we're going to be gaming on the on the Facebook stream. Most of it at the store. And then in the, in the wee early morning, even they're going to turn over to us. We're going to be downtown because we are going to be Running the booth at Collecticon. That's right. Dual event weekend. <laughs> Dude, when, when we were making the calendar and all this different stuff came up, uh, for a second, I was like, oh, no. But I was like, no, man, I'm not dropping it. We're not giving up on it. Let's let's just do it. Let's bite the bullet. Let's do it. We're going to stack it up. We're going to hit him with the double team. 
so that's kind of where we're at now with everything. We're very excited. It's it's going to be a great, great weekend and opportunity. Um, just to kind of raise money and have a lot of fun. And I couldn't be more pumped for that. And we just really love Extra Life. It's just such a cool event. Um, donations go to the local hospital, so you're helping locals. It's not just going to some oh yeah, I guess companies that's like too. far away. It's never Correct. gonna you're never gonna see it. Like it goes directly to your local hospital. So like I think it it's wherever you're from the... or wherever we are. Yeah, it's gonna be the Woodlands, because uh, it's for the adventure begins through them. So it's gonna be going to the to the absolutely to the uh the member hospital of the Children's Miracle Network. So right there, I think it's St. Luke's is a member of the Children's Miracle Network. The Children's Miracle Network does a lot of great stuff for kids. Um, they're always trying to save kids' lives, help them with cancer and different stuff. Uh, cure, not get. Um, and so ultimately, the Children's Miracle Network is, receives all the money. Extra Life doesn't keep any of it. And for those people who, like me, are a little cynical about businesses and corporations and, and are thinking themselves like, Why don't they just make their own donation? Listen, I'm going to be very, 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 very clear. More than likely, Bill will make his own cash donation to charity. Bill is a giver. He's a very cool guy. He's a very charitable dude. This is not being done in the spirit of how do we get a tax break? We do all kinds of community stuff already. We already donate a bunch of stuff. We already do a bunch of stuff. There's nothing about this that is like, quote unquote, we need the break. This is specifically about anytime fun things that we nerd out about intersect with being able to help. We are down for it all the time. I know for a fact at my job that I have the permanent green light to be generous and kind to my two people when they need our help and it intersects in these genres in any way. Uh, I, d- I don't even have to blink. I send them the email and I get a, yeah, of course, get into it. Um, so just to be clear that this isn't like a, when you go to, you know, you go to Taco Cabana and like, do you want to donate a dollar for the kids or whatever? And they're going to have to say no. Uh, yeah. Everyone says no. But they're the ones raising the money so that they can turn around and claim that they donated X amount of money. That's not what we're doing. We are raising the money through the spirit of the old telethon to get your money. And we're going to give you great prizes for being generous and for being a part of the community that donates and helps. And in return, you're going to be celebrated and it's going to go back to the community and help people out. And it's going to be awesome. And it's just fun. We just have a ton of fun when we do the extra life. Now it gets exhausting. And by the end, you kind of want to squeeze your own head until it pops like a pimple. Uh, But it's so much fun. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited for it. This is, this is going to be, we're racking up to the end of the year. So it's going to get real busy and real exciting. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff coming up. There is another thing that we really, this is probably the last chance we're going to get to talk about because of how busy everything's getting. Uh, but yet again, my girl, Tease Wazizel, changes the world. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The lady herself, Madam Swiftzilla, um, she did what I really thought other people were going to do. 
And I think it's massively, first of all, I think it scares the heck out of the movie industry. Just the entire industry that makes movies. Um, you, do you know about this at all? Do you know, even know where I'm going? Uh, yeah, the her, her concert movie. Yeah. So she turned around and spent $20 million of her own money and, and hired a director and filmed a, her concert movie. She then she went, 20, 20 million dollars in the drop of a bucket of a literal billion dollar tour. But. Well, well, and let's be clear like, I don't even want to, like, I kind of don't even like that you said that because she's been so generous with the money from this tour. She had 50 truck drivers. She donated or she bonused each of them $250,000 at the end of the tour as a thank you for going accident free. Like, she puts out a lot of money uh, to the people. But oh yeah, this is this is not a, this is not a greed. This is just a put in perspective of how little compared to yeah, true. how much this money is, that this tour made. She definitely is running an empire for sure. But here's where it gets cool, and this is what running an empire gives you. So she spends the twenty mil. She spends the twenty mil. She hires a director. She makes the movie. It's done. She brings it to the movie studios, and they pat her on the head and they say. Good job, little girl. Thank you so much. We're going to take it from here. Two of the studios flat out tell her, this isn't a good release calendar right now, so we're going to release this later. She says, no, I'm about to be on the international leg of my tour, so I'll still be touring. This is really when it needs to come out is kind of now-ish. They were like, yeah, baby girl, we make movies. We know what we're talking about. And she was like, yes, but I'm a musician on tour like i know what i'm talking about um and there was kind of just this whole she and her team did not appreciate the attitude and the dismissive nature that they were getting from the studios which studios being dismissive and wrong wow what a concept it's not yeah keep in mind everything everyone's heard during the writer strike and everything else right like this is exactly what we were all told they were this is, we were told this is how they act. They think they know better than everyone else. Well, here's where they insert foot into mouth. Uh, someone in her party, in her camp, reached out to the CEO of AMC. And they said, hey, I got to be honest. We're having these meetings and they're not going great. And we kind of hate these meetings. Um, we would love, we're easy to work with. We would love to just kind of sit down and talk and see if there's a way where you and I could just make a direct deal about this movie. What, what would you say to that AMC theaters? And the CEO of AMC being smarter than a studio head said, uh, yeah, absolutely. Also, for those who don't understand the relationship between the studios and the studio heads or the studios and the movie theaters, probably five to 10 years ago, it, this conversation never would have happened because the movie theaters are like, Oh, these are our partners. Like we don't want to make them mad. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to take money out of their pocket. Out of their pocket, uh, we don't really. There's no reason to get into this like this. But post COVID, where the studios screwed over the theaters, did a lot of digital releasing, where the studios are now trying to become their own streamers or partner with streamers and leave theaters in the dust. Theaters and where the studios are constantly are are. are in the middle of these brutal uh, union negotiations, right now is exactly the time 
for the movie theaters to remind the studios that uh, the higher the horse, the longer it takes, the longer the fall is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they did the deal with Taylor Swift. They said, yeah, let's do this. The deal is essentially the movie theaters locally, each one selling tickets, gets to keep 57% of the movie theater revenue. Which is huge. because Massive numbers. Massive right. numbers. And more importantly, sell out easy. Yeah, these will sell it easy. And more importantly, these tickets were more expensive than regular movie tickets. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were. They're 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 priced based off of Taylor Swift numbers. So uh, these are like twenty five dollar movie tickets. No, so the so the adult ones is uh, nineteen eighty seven, and then kids are thirteen thirteen. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So they're priced based on the the albums and then her favorite number, but I mean, there's still that's more expensive than movie tickets for sure. Although the way things are going, not by much and not for long. <laughs> True. Um, but okay, all right. So that's cool. I didn't. I I I, I should have guessed it, but I didn't realize. It. But either way, fifty seven percent of it's going to staying in the local movie theater's pocket. That's huge. That's yeah, already that's, huge. that's a that's a giant number. That is a big thank you to local movie theaters. Also, the remaining 43% is being split between AMC, the corporation, and Taylor Swift. And it's generously in her favor is what the, is what the articles are saying. No one's, no one's saying how much, but generously. Um, for those who don't realize or remember, when Star Wars came out, Disney basically told movie theaters, this will be on the majority of your screens for three weekends, no exceptions. And we are taking ninety percent of the revenue, us individually as a as a company. Disney is yeah. so the ten percent that was left was to be split between local and company AMC, the company. So there was literally zero reason other than the fact that they had to have it because people were going to see it for people for movie theaters to to have the Star Wars movie uh, at the theaters. Except for the fact that they knew people were going to come and buy popcorn and drinks. But all that's all they made on it was popcorn and drinks. Taylor Swift is immediately putting $9 and $7 in movie theaters' pockets. Yeah, per ticket. And this thing's going to sell out. It, it has been selling out. And the movie the radio stations have been uh, booking uh, theaters and doing events. Like, thing after thing after thing. It's totally been worth it. It's an exciting thing. And... This is a game changer of a deal, and it's exactly the kind of thing that someone like Taylor Swift can kick off. That, like, okay, let's let's use some of my other favorite people. Someone like Critical Role could easily follow in the boot in the in the boots the bootstraps of, like, they could make their own animated film and do a direct deal with the movie theater. Now they have a great relationship with Amazon Prime. I'm sure Amazon Prime would love to be in on it. But they, if they didn't want to, they didn't. They wouldn't have to use Amazon Prime, right? They could do in, it in a world where like that relationship is either soured or like run its course, then they could easily do it. Yeah, they could just walk. They could if if tomorrow they were like, you know what? Now, granted, there's a ton. Mighty Dine's going to have, I think, uh, a couple of films made at Amazon Prime and all that. So like, the, the relationship is deep. But if for some reason they wanted to be like, hey, let's just move on. They could they could produce their own stuff like they were going to do originally and just take it straight to a movie theater company and do this on their own. And honestly, I I think this is another option 
I think on the movie studios, it's time to come back down to reality and start having real conversations with the people about what it's going to take to keep making good, entertaining properties. Because I don't know that they have, that they are kind of, I don't think the studios are trending in the right direction. Right. And I mean, the, 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 the writer's strike is over, but the, the, the actor's strike is still ongoing. Yeah, they're, they're not out of this yet. Um, and I don't, I know the writer's strike's been ratified, but I don't know that it's been signed yet either. Um, now with the ratification, people were able to go back to work like Bill Maher and, uh, John Stewart are already back at it on HBO Max, and I think the the, the talk shows are going again. Um, but I mean, in theory, like that's not done either yet. So there's still a lot of room for things to happen. Uh, and ta- and Taylor Swift is exactly the right person to do it. Beyonce's got a massive tour coming up behind her. Um, you don't think Beyonce's looking at all this and thinking something similar? Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be really easy to be like, all right, we're gonna do something because it doesn't even have to be at the same scale if they didn't if they didn't want it to be, but it could be even bigger if they wanted it to be. Sure, and and, and, then, and, and the also, response the thing. response has been really like really yeah, people really, are loving really positive. People it's not are... like something where people are like, oh, it's just a concert movie because it's not the first concert movie to come out. No, for sure. But this the is definitely movie... the most successful one by right. by far. The concert movie is definitely a, a mind genre. It's definitely been done. Um, but you're right. People have been ex- this, this is the right person to do it, and this is the right time to do it, honestly. Yeah. Um, In opening a new avenue, well, trendsetter Taylor Swift breaks new ground. Who would have known? Well, it did $100 million its opening weekend, and that was in pre sales That's crazy. So, okay, do the math right there. That was $50 million that movie theaters didn't have the weekend before. Local movie theaters, too, not just AMC. Well, AMC, the company, and the AMC, the theater. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, $50 million that the theater didn't have the week before. If you're running a small business, that's that's huge. Yeah, that's a giant number. I, I, bet, one, I bet AMC does everything it can to keep uh Taylor Swift in theaters as long as possible. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna keep making those shows until they they're getting two ticket sales. Like Yeah. Because th- they probably make more off of selling the five tickets uh just in the second week of December than they would selling out Fast and the Furious thirty two the same time. Right, because they got to pay eighty-seven percent to the studios and then five more percent to corporate, and you're like, "Oh, great! I made forty-two dollars, and thirty right. of that came from popcorn." Or I could sell the T Swift bucket as part of the ticket package, but also keep fifty percent of the ticket. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I think it's a smart move and a brilliant one on her part. Um. So after that T Swift embraced celebration. We're going to jump out. I want to thank everybody for listening. Everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. November 4th and 5th, we are going to be at Collecticon and also streaming uh, late night Dungeons & Dragons on the Adventure Begins live stream as part of Extra Life. Make sure to go and donate. Thank you very much. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. I will be at the Adventure Stadium all weekend, hanging out, having a good time. Come see me. Come say hi. 
And Nico will be standing outside your bedroom window because it's Halloween. Thank you, guys. Everyone enjoy yourselves. We'll be back next week.